Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, as a heat wave threatens California's power grid, more than 57 million Americans are under excessive heat warnings and advisories. An unpredictable wildfire threatens homes as more people evacuate. CBS's Carter Evans is there as firefighters battle the blaze around the clock. Lots of hot spots on this fire right now. This one took off just a few minutes ago. Nuclear secrets? CBS's Robert Costa has new reporting tonight on the classified documents seized from Donald Trump's Florida home. Back to school postponed. Teachers strike in Seattle on the day kids were supposed to return to class. CBS's Janet Shamlian is there. Teachers walking the picket line and more than 50,000 Seattle students home from school. Deadly shark attack. A Pennsylvania woman on a cruise killed while snorkeling in the Bahamas. And the Obamas return to the White House. Let me uh, thank my husband, first of all, for such spicy remarks. CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. Tonight, wildfires are leaving a trail of destruction amid record-breaking heat in the West. The California heat wave is stretching into its eighth straight day, with seven states under warnings and advisories. The temperatures are record-breaking. Salt Lake City and Fresno, California had their hottest September days ever. The brutal heat is straining California's power grid and power companies are pleading with the public to conserve energy. The governor there sending out rare text alerts to avoid rolling blackouts. The dry weather has caused more than a dozen wildfires to explode across the state. Sheriff's deputies are going door to door to warn those who haven't evacuated. We have a lot of news to get to tonight and CBS's Carter Evans will start us off again tonight from Hemet, California. Good evening, Carter. 
Good evening. Take a look at this home to my left here. It looks like the owner tried to protect that motorcycle. Investigators are now looking into the possibility that utility equipment owned by SoCal Edison could have sparked this fire. Meanwhile, the battle continues in triple-digit heat. Another brutal day for California. Withering heat and worsening wildfires. This one near Hemet, now more than 7,000 acres and growing in all directions. Unfortunately, it was clear that the fire was outpacing our ground and air resources. We're also learning more tonight about the two residents who died as flames roared into their neighborhood. It uh, appears as though the two victims that were found inside the vehicle were trying to flee uh, from the fire. We do believe that they were from the same family. The heat and the bone-dry brush present a constant threat. Get some of this heat out right here. I'm not worried Especially about Especially when it ignites. Lots of hot spots in this fire. This one flared up just a couple of minutes ago. Fortunately, these are private firefighters. They work for an insurance company. They were here. It looks like they've got it under control. Otherwise, anything that isn't immediately doused and tamped down can spread and spiral out of control. In the Southern California mountains, another wildfire exploded in size. Sheriff's Department. Prompting mandatory evacuations. It seemed like it wasn't going to affect us, but it's getting closer. So a little concerned about that. All this as California's oppressive heat wave continues to shatter records. Downtown Sacramento on Tuesday hit 116 degrees, its hottest day ever. Demand on the state's power grid also hit an all-time high, prompting this emergency alert. It may have worked. State officials reported a significant drop in energy use, but the threat of rolling blackouts remains. In Hemet, where at least seven buildings were destroyed, evacuees wonder, what's next? You're just essentially standing out here waiting with your fingers crossed. Yeah, 100%. As long as there's hot spots out there still, they're not letting us back. Parts of California could experience this extreme heat through Friday. That's when relief could finally come in the form of rain from a hurricane, no less, headed north from Mexico. Nora? Carter Evans, thanks for being there for us. And that's not the only hurricane brewing. On the East Coast, Earl is expected to strengthen into the first major Atlantic hurricane of the 2022 season. Let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Hey there, Chris. Good evening, Nora. As Carter mentioned, cooler temperatures are on the way for parts of California. However, for now, it does remain dangerously hot. Excessive heat warnings in effect with temperatures expected to get to record levels. So more record heat on the way for much of the week. Also on the way, what eventually will be left of Hurricane K. It is a Category 2 hurricane right now. It's continuing to move to the north. It will weaken, but what will be making its way into Southern California will be the rain, the possibility for some flooding. Not only is it possible, it looks like it is likely. And then the Atlantic getting very busy, Nora. No immediate landfalls on the way, even though there's two hurricanes out there. But getting close to the peak of hurricane season, there's a lot to watch in the coming days. Chris, thank you. Now to a new twist in the FBI search of former President Donald Trump's Florida home. The Washington Post reports that some of the classified material seized included nuclear intelligence on a foreign government. Here's CBS's Robert Costa. Almost one month after the seizure of documents at former President Trump's Florida home, many of them marked classified. A new report from the Washington Post says FBI agents found a document describing a foreign government's military defenses including its nuclear capabilities. 
with information about a foreign government's nuclear defense readiness. The Post states some documents found at Trump's home were so closely guarded that many senior national security officials did not have access to them. Former acting CIA director Michael Morell. If foreign nuclear information was at Mar-a-Lago, what's the risk? If that information was at Mar-a-Lago, uh, it puts the sources and methods by which we collected that information at risk, and therefore we could lose that information that is so important to us. The paper sources did not identify the foreign government in question, but other than the U.S., there are eight countries believed to have nuclear capabilities, including allies like France and the United Kingdom, plus Russia, China, and North Korea. More broadly, Trump's handling of sensitive documents remains an ongoing investigation. Our allies look at this and our allies become concerned about whether the U.S. is handling their classified information in a secure way. It makes them think twice about whether to share sensitive information with us. Today, Trump's lawyer Chris Kyes told CBS News that leaks continue with no respect for the probe or his client, nor any regard for the real truth. According to former National Security Advisor John Bolton, Trump was known to sometimes ask intelligence briefers to keep documents. What exactly would Trump say to intelligence officials? This is very interesting. I'd like to keep it. Meanwhile, Trump's former White House chief strategist Steve Bannon is expected to surrender tomorrow to face New York state charges related to a fundraising effort to build the wall along the southern border. He has called the anticipated indictment phony. Nora. Robert Costa, thank you very much. Well, in Seattle, the start of the school year has turned into an extended summer vacation for thousands of students as teachers walked off the job today and onto the picket lines. CBS's Janet Shamlian is there. Seattle teachers on the picket line and more than 50,000 students not in class on what was to be the first day of school. It's a lot for people to scramble last minute. It's a lot on the normal school year, um, and so, and we haven't had one of those in a while, and so it's just, it's just a lot for people right now. Jennifer Jarabek is looking after school children in her neighborhood while parents race to find childcare after late night negotiations failed to reach a deal between the state's largest school district and it's more than 6,000 educators. We understand the impact that that has on families. I wouldn't be here if what the district was proposing was not unconscionable. Teachers want higher pay, smaller class sizes, and mental health resources. The average teacher salary here starts at about $63,000. The cost of living in Seattle is more than 50% higher than the national average. This is unprecedented, the level of, of uh, trauma that we're seeing in our populations and just the amount of work that we have to do now um, after coming back from the pandemic. Nationwide, more than 280,000 public school teachers and staff left the workforce in the last two years. And studies show kids have fallen behind since the pandemic. I'm kind of sad because I was excited for my first day of school. Tonight, parents across the city wondering how long this will go. If I didn't have somewhat of a support system and didn't have childcare lined up, uh, you essentially have to quit your job. Teachers are out picketing at schools like this one across the city tonight. And while the district says it did propose wage hikes, teachers say they are significantly smaller than they had asked for. Negotiations are said to be ongoing, but this strike could go into a second day. Nora. So tough for the kids, Janet Shamley, and thank you so much. 
We've also got some breaking news tonight after an intense manhunt. The dangerous fugitive charged in that horrific mass stabbing in Canada is now in custody. Miles Sanderson is accused of killing 10 people and wounding more than a dozen on Sunday in an indigenous community and nearby town. He was captured today about 75 miles from the scene. Sanderson's brother, also a suspect in Sunday's attack, was found stabbed to death. All right, tonight the president of Ukraine says his troops are making progress in their offensive against Russian forces, retaking several towns in the east and carrying out successful strikes in the south. But Ukraine's top general says the war will likely drag into next year. There was more fighting today near Ukraine's embattled nuclear power plant, and officials say the site is currently disconnected from the electricity grid. All right, back here at home, there is a growing mystery surrounding the fatal stabbing of a veteran investigative reporter in Las Vegas. Well, this afternoon, police served a search warrant in connection with the case. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca with the new details. Longtime Las Vegas journalist Jeff Gehrman was found stabbed to death outside of his home Saturday morning. Investigators believe the 69-year-old had been in some sort of fight. We are exploring all possibilities uh, in this investigation. Early this afternoon, a shocking development in connection with the investigation. Las Vegas police confirm they executed a search warrant at the home of Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis. One of Gehrman's most recent investigative stories in the Las Vegas Review Journal was about an alleged toxic work environment in Tellis's public administrator's office and an alleged inappropriate relationship he was having with a co-worker, where the paper obtained video of Tellus in the back of a car with a woman. In the midst of the series, Tellus, a Democrat, lost his bid for re-election. Just after Gehrman's death, police released pictures of a possible suspect, dressed in an orange vest, straw hat, and gloves. Investigators later asked the public to help find this red Yukon Denali possibly tied to the killings, similar to the one seen here in this video of this morning's police activity at Tellus's house. Police won't confirm if Tellus is a suspect, and the 45-year-old has not been charged with any crime. Omar Villafranca, CBS News. All right, coming up, an American woman killed in a shark attack in the Bahamas. That story in 60 seconds. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. New questions tonight after an American family is mourning the loss of a 58-year-old woman after she was killed by a shark while on vacation in the Bahamas. Here's CBS's Lana Zak. I need an IV and I need IV fluids right now. A dramatic scene in the Bahamas after the family of Carolyn DePlacido say they pulled her away from a bull shark attack. EMS personnel responded and they confirmed no vital signs of life. The 58-year-old Pennsylvania woman had been snorkeling with her family in Green Key near Rose Island in the Bahamas when she was attacked. DePlacido was sailing on this ship, Harmony of the Seas, as part of a seven-day Royal Caribbean cruise, 
Royal Caribbean told CBS News this snorkeling excursion with a local company was not through the cruise line. Local operators may not carry the same guarantees or insurance, says CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg. And while cheaper, they may not have the same medical resources or safety checks. You take on additional risks if you're booking third-party tour operators when you're on a cruise like this? Most people don't ever ask the questions, are you insured to those operators? What's your level of, of insurance? You know, what's your, what's your liability and what's your exposure? Authorities have closed the beach indefinitely. Another American tourist died in 2019 from a shark attack in that same area. Lana Zak, CBS News, New York. All right, coming up next, how runners in Memphis plan to honor a teacher who was abducted and murdered. And American tennis star Francis Tiafo makes history again today at the U.S. Open. Bond was revoked today for the suspect accused of abducting and murdering a teacher in Memphis, Tennessee. The suspect was released early after serving time for a kidnapping when he allegedly grabbed 34-year-old Eliza Fletcher while she was out for a run on Friday. Newly released surveillance video shows him scrubbing his car shortly after she disappeared. Hundreds are now planning to finish Fletcher's run this Friday. Commuters in America's largest transit system are no longer required to wear masks on public transportation. New York City lifted the requirement citing steady COVID rates and the availability of new booster shots. And big news tonight from the U.S. Open. Up-and-coming American tennis star Francis Tiafo today became the first black man to reach a U.S. Open semifinal since Arthur Ashe in 1972. And he did it on the court named after Ash. Tiafo, the son of immigrants from Sierra Leone, will play his next match on Friday. Wishing him luck. All right, coming up next, the hidden danger facing firefighters, the chemicals linked to cancer in their equipment, and what's being done to stop it. Firefighters are facing not just raging wildfires and staffing shortages, but they're also battling so-called forever chemicals, a possible contributor to the high rate of cancer deaths among firefighters. CBS's Mark Strassman reports on new technology that aims to reduce the risk. For America's firefighters, the irony is jarring. Chemical foam they've sprayed on fires for decades to protect us was a hidden threat to them. I looked at them going, Foam has carcinogens? In Waxon, North Carolina, Chief Gregory Sharp showed us his department's stockpiled fire foam. Some of this is probably 20 years old. Five-gallon buckets of foam concentrate laced with PFAS. Man-made chemicals, water-repellent, virtually indestructible, and dangerous if inhaled or absorbed into the body. For all of us, the EPA's lifetime health advisory for two of the most common PFAS, less than one part per trillion. Fire foam? So it's 10 million parts per trillion. Which is as high as it gets? In pure form. Yeah, absolutely. Amy Dindell's with Battelle, a science research nonprofit treating Waxaw's stockpile. In a first commercial application, its promising technology uses heat and pressure and an oxidant to remove the threat in the PFAS carbon fluoride bond. 10 seconds through our reactor, it will break the CF bond. Another first, Waxaw's crews testing clean fire foam made of organics. Green Fire, the manufacturer, says it's non-toxic, PFAS free. You can't eliminate the smoke, you can't eliminate the flames, you can't eliminate the PFAS. 
I don't want to get cancer and I don't want my folks to get cancer. They're firefighters stamping out a threat in their own station. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Waxhaw, North Carolina. It's really interesting. All right, we'll be right back with a return visit to the White House for former President Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. It was a reunion of sorts at the White House today as President Biden welcomed back Barack and Michelle Obama for the unveiling of their official portraits. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is at the White House. Barack and Michelle, welcome home. It was homecoming day for the Obamas as their official White House portraits were added to one of the most famous art collections in the world. The former president relished being back. Thanks for letting us invite a few friends to the White House. We will try not to tear up the place. <laughs> Former President Donald Trump never scheduled an unveiling for the Obama portraits, and the Bidens waited until COVID-19 eased. So the portrait of Michelle Obama was hidden in artist Sharon Sprung's Brooklyn Art Studio for six years. I want to thank Sharon Sprung for capturing everything I love about Michelle. Her grace, her intelligence, and the fact that she's fine. As for his portrait by Robert McCurdy. You'll note that he refused to hide any of my gray hairs, refused my request to make my ears smaller. <laughs> the former first lady took note of the historic moment. A girl like me, she was never supposed to be up there next to Jacqueline Kennedy and Dolly Madison. Uh, she was never supposed to live in this house, and she definitely wasn't supposed to serve as first lady. Now their portraits will both live in this house. At O'Keefe, CBS News, the White House. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. And remember, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.